wondered what goes on in the mind of your favorite writer? The emotions. The emotions. Each lie. Everything put together into one book, an experience to cast your mind into a world of endless possibilities. This is Bookcast with Michael Onatumbosu. The book for today is a collection of poems. It is titled, A Woman Has Many Names, written by Karimot Olabisi Odebode and published in 2022 by Knowledge, publishing house Ibadan. Karimot is a writer and award-winning poet. She is a performance poet who deploys her poetry to advocate for gender equality and a sustainable world. Karimot created the Transform Education Anthem for the United Nations Girls' Education Initiative and her poetry has been featured by various international organizations like the Global Education Summit and BBC Media Africa, among others. Karimot Odebode is a graduate of law from Obafemi Awolowo University and founder of Black Girls Dream Initiative. You are still listening to Bookcast with Michael Olatsumbosun. The collection A Woman Has Many Names contains 107 poems spread around five sections. The poet opens the collection with a mixture of exhortation and promise for the woman in an apparent encouragement for women who are at risk of disappearance, disrespect, death, dehumanization, violence and torture. The poet persona here a verse and I quote, You will not die. And if you do, you are phoenix. You will rise again. The poet offers herself a voice and champion for the women folk, pledging to give a hand and hope. Hear the poet persona again. Remember a sister here will open herself to write you love poems. That a sister here will tell you how the air on your head is a crown of victory, how your breasts are mounts of joy, how your eyes are the window to many stories, how your mouth will smile again, how your skin is a canvas of artwork, of stretches, cellulites and dimples. In this collection, the poet seems to play on the metaphor of pain and the imagery of silence. The poet thinks that in the society, women are beaten, battered and brought to silent submission. Hence the reason for their unspoken sorrow and sadness which they hide under their wrapper. This is what is referred to in these two lines titled Igbanu. The poet states, The women you know wear their sadness in silence. They wound it around their waists like waist bags. This is also embedded in the poem Home, where the woman reveals that the most dangerous place is home. Quote, where the kicks and bruises are, end of quote. This sense is also implied in the poem Heal, and the poet, in some sort of subtle rage, tells our women folk that the world lied, that women are natural healers. The poet digs into our central cupboard and brings out death, stuck there for generations, and she counters. Listen, your grandmother never healed. She went to bed every night with sadness in her heart and bad decisions in her tummy after tending a drunk husband and children she was forced to birth. Your mother is struggling to breathe, choked in her own body, swimming in untreated depression. The poet then offers her charge this way. You should realize you need to heal. Heal intentionally, woman. You are still listening to Bookcast with Michael Olatsumbosun. The collection we are discussing is A Woman Has Many Names, written by Karimot or Debody. In this work, the poet's seething anger is perpetually against society on how it elevates patriarchy and the subjugation of women. So what you see is the woman always 
on the receiving end of punch and kick that break her heart, body and spirit by badly raised men with lower self-esteem whose mantra is for you to shut up because they have your type at home and whose stocking trade is to hang out with strange women while their wives clean their vomits and their breath reeks of failed promises. In the same vein, the poet sings a lamentatory dirge for some women who still love even though they are in abusive marriages and relationships. Titled, Scared Love, the poet points to their bruised lips and purple face and constant succulent feel of belts and stinging slaps. The poet persona continues with a battle against the phenomenon of silence which was described as a virtue. But for this poet, the silence of my mother and your mother made them to trade their dreams and their magic for love, to carry their sadness like a baggage because they were too afraid to speak out against the hypocrisy of society. For the poet in this work, it is more desirable for the woman to speak out, to say her no emphatically, to not be afraid to leave, to not accept the strength that keeps you silent as a compliment. This work, A Woman Has Many Names, is a testament to the beauty of the woman. And the poet delicately deploys sweet metaphors to showcase the woman. So the poet celebrates her sisters as sweet stars whose hearts beat to tell tales of their undying love. Sisters who are their ancestors' answered prayers. In the title poem, A Woman Has Many Names, the poet glorifies womanhood, stating that women wear their greatness by their waist paved the way for other women to exist and their names open doors. The poet also has a copiously romantic picture of Ibadan, the city of brown roofs and seven mountains, a city of hard-working farmers, hunters and a thousand warriors where children scamper barefooted in death sweeping rain. The poet also writes about Moremi, Lagos and Ekoile. In this collection, the poet persona sings about the black woman about her beauty and battles, about the, her travails and troubles, about how society perceives her. You are still listening to Bookcast with Michael Olatunbosu. And the poet is here. A woman has many names is the title. Karimot. Thank you very much for having me. Why do you have so much of imagery about a battered woman in your work? <laughs> because when you look at the society, there are a lot of battered women that are trying to scream to society that we had done enough is enough. So mm-hmm. yes, I think I have to be their voice. And then in your attempt to salvage the battered woman, you are turning your punch at the man and society. <laughs> because at times, if you want to correct a child, you use the carrot and the stick approach. Oh, wow. And yes, we have to use the stick approach right now the because um, I think they are, they are oblivious to the danger, to what they are doing to the women. So if we don't come out strong, they won't realize the danger that they have done to the women. So it's like visiting violence with violence. Right? Oh, well, at times you have to, you know, <laughs> we could always make reference to that Yoruba proverb that says that, um, so, you know, we have to do that. Interesting. Do that. Interesting. I love the work. Mm, thank um, you very much. It is uh, what you like to describe as a full bouquet of, uh, you know, spontaneous flow of powerful emotions, wow. like what's what described poetry. <laughs> Right. I love the book. Thank but you. wait, there's something that I'd like to bring here. And that is the fact that um, it looks like uh, the woman is perpetually in danger in this society. Right. Of course, and that's on the one side. On the flip side of it, you also have 
beautiful women being eulogized in your work. Right. How do you manage to play on the violence meted to women and then on the other hand, the beauty that women have? How were you able to mix these two emotions? Mm, because um, majorly, all of these firm in this book, or most of them are the reality of women. We see that um, in our society today, from the girl child, the moment a girl is born, she is faced with the reality of the society that tells her that um, she's less than a human mm. just because she's of the female gender. And also, despite the fact that the women have been faced with this challenge, ranging from, from inside of the house itself to the political scene, to the economy scene, to leadership positions in their various workplaces. But then they still have been able to do a lot of things. You know, it, it's a situation of um, trying to come out um, a flower blossoming even when the um, environment is not um, palatable for it to blossom. So, women have been doing a lot and their stories, I mean, it's them um, making beautiful stories from um, the history that is not so palatable. We've seen women that are telling other women that they can be whatever they want to be just because of their actions, just because they are pushing through and being the best version of themselves. But there's hope, really. Yeah, there, there is hope. There is hope. There is mm. always hope. <laughs> this work, you have a lot better loco. You wrote here, your mother and the women before her taught you that you need to protect your man from himself. Right. That a cheating husband is always the wife's fault. Mm -hmm. That you need to do better. Smile often. Cook a bowl of spicy soup. Open your legs more. And never say no. Even when your mouth twitches to say it. The woman before you taught you that you should always carry your husband's blame. That was how they outlived their marriages. Did you not see it in them? In their sad eyes and sacked shoulders mm. so this is a, the, a picture of a defeated woman who right. breeds another woman exactly on the course of breeding another woman who is defeated mm -hmm. and and told to accept the man however or whatever comes to accept yes that was how our mothers were were raised yeah right and you are protesting against these virtues to say silence is no more a virtue. It is not a virtue. Silence and shame is not a virtue. Because, you know, when you look at it, people, it, it's just relating to the, today's word. People would say that they were raised well and then they turn out well. And when we look at the people that were raised well and turn out well, you see that um, they, they did not really turn out well. And that is also liking, there's a sarcastic tone in this poem. Mm. You know, when they tell you that you should do all of these things, that you try and please your husband and all of that. And then the person that is giving us that um, advice, just look at her. She is sad in her own home. Mm. So you want me to take that advice? I think it's high time realize that um, we have to do what pays us as women. We mm. have to be more kind to ourselves. That, I mean, it, it's high time, you know, we do things in the, uh, in the public, trying to satisfy the husband, the man, and then we go in, into the corner of our room to go and cry our eyes out just mm. because we are sad mm. at the outcome of the situation. Could that be why you also have poems about depression and anxiety yes, in this work? Yes, yes. Because um, when we look at the women, there was depression and anxiety in the women 
that wear and then that the, the root cause was because of the problems in the home in the society and these women did not there was not they, they, they didn't put a name to depression they were living with it mm. they didn't put a name with anxiety but the anxiety was there you know your husband is coming from the farm or coming from the workplace you are anxious you are trying to do everything you are you know you are afraid there's this feeling of of, of anxiety that, mm. that lives with them mm. they cannot be at peace with their husband they cannot sit with their husband and have a a normal conversation that is not love mm. that is not how a, a a home should be your husband should be your friend your husband should be somebody that respects you mm. so yes um i think that um did you not see it in their side eyes and their um sacked shoulders and every woman should not try to have side eyes and sack shoulders Karimot, are you not trying to redefine feminism are you not trying to redefine the way our fathers lived happily with their women yeah, well there is no point redefining feminism this is feminism okay. and then the feminism is just simply fighting for the right of women wow. I think everybody should be feminist we've moved past that conversation and then when we talk about our, we, our, our fathers living happily with them mm. let's ask the women um, the the actions and the inactions of our fathers was he at peace with them? Are they mm. happy? Mm. You know, when we want to say the society is happy, it's not just one part of the society. Both part of the society should come together, meet at the junction, and be happy together. So it's not just about. I think we have to move past the world of where men are the happy ones. Men are the ones that um get the the cake, the full cake, and mm. women are left with um the knife that is used to cut the cake. You are still listening to Bookcast with Michael Olatsumbosun. Karimot is still here with me. Let's talk about you for a moment. I know you are a performer. So how did you arrive at the realization that you are an artist? I came to the realization very early. So the first time I ever performed, um, that was my voluntary service in the um, school. Okay. I, I walked up to my principal. I mean, I was leaving the school as a preferred. And then I, I walked up to the, uh, to the to the principal. I would love to perform a poetry on that day. Okay. And then it was a Yoruba poem. Okay. I, I, and then she was so happy. I want you to do that and all of those things. And I went ahead. I did that poem. It was almost more than seven minutes. It was um, talking about my experience in school. Um, I'm advising my, my, my colleagues that we were leaving the school together. And also um, a sort of advice for my junior ones. And also paying homage to our parents and our teachers so yes that was my first time i'm coming out to say i want to perform poetry and then yes the 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 reception was quite amazing a lot of parents loved it my principal really loved it and then my colleagues were quite um you know happy with that form so that was um um how i came into poetry and then uh, into performing and then you know entering the university I was part of a um, different poetry club. We meet, um, there was a particular poetry club that we meet every Sunday to talk about poetry and we perform our works, we critique our works. So it's, it's been quite a journey for me. Quite a journey and this <laughs> performance has taken you around the world. Yes, it has. Wow. It has. <laughs> now, who are your influences in, in the writing space? Of course, your main mainstay is poetry, right? Right, and, it is. You know, both uh, page poetry and performance. and performance. Okay, so who are your influences? Um, So I am influenced by a lot of um, poets. 
Um, the number one um, person is Maya Angelou. Okay. Maya Angelou is wow. also, um, she's a page poet and also she performs poetry. I like um, the kind of, um, I like how she infused emotion in her work. Mm. And I like the work of Professor Niyo Shundari. Oh, wow. He has really influenced me. Mm. Um, I like the work of Chima Amada Adiche. She's not a poet, mm-hmm. but then um, the, the thought process behind her work is quite amazing. Okay. I'm also influenced by the work of Rupi Kaur. Um, she's quite an amazing. She's an Asian poet, and she's quite amazing also. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, there are a lot of Nigerian poets also. And then I, I think I would have to make mention of um, Razak Malik Bolaon. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a great poet who has mm-hmm. opened um, um, the door for so many young poets also. Yes, um, I mean just to mention a few of them. <laughs> Tell me, what's your writing ritual uh, really? So you want to write? So for some people, play music. For some people, some alcohol, and then you know the inspiration flows. What's your own ritual? No, I just have to be triggered. By <laughs> by the, the the society. By violence. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to be triggered. I mean, I just carry my pen or carry my book. I mean, and then and then start writing my phone and start writing. Mm. Um, what most of my works are just influenced by um the life um by by what I hear of people's circumstances and also things that happen to me. So it's more like active and passive um um you know triggering of um. Of, of situation so I I mean I had a story of a woman that has been beaten by her husband and I'm like why why should this be I'm triggered already mm. I mean I hear the story of the Kaduna the AK um, force of the Kaduna incident I'm triggered I mean why are we um, you know wasting the lives of young ones and then you see a lot of things like that and it's quite it's, it's very important as point for you to be triggered and for you to use your pen as a medium of change in the society speak the truth with your pen so it would be right to say you are a protest poet right mm, yeah yeah it will be likely to say that so while you are a <laughs> protest poet you're also a soft romantic uh, poet right you have to there's always some um, a soft romantic poet in all, in every poet you have romantic lines about Ibadan <laughs> right it is. I, 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 I'd like you to perform you know that for us I mm. remember I, I think I still have that video right. I saw a video of you performing the uh, Ibadan, Ibadan poem and I loved it and I know that it's still in this work I've seen it in this book as well very beautiful uh, work of art about Ibadan and I've been asking, why do we continue to describe Ibadan as brown roof city? <laughs> when are we going to have, uh, you know, all the fingers of modernity mm. on Ibadan? You are still listening to Bookcast with Michael Olatsumbosun. Karimot or Debo, they performs. Where do you come from? I come from a city with brown roofs and seven mountains. With houses flung over like broken China. A city with ewes and lows. Where children find love in muddy rains and scorching suns. I come from a city of hardworking farmers and hunters. A city of Amaladudu, Begiri, Ogunfe, Atiyemufufu. Where we eat as much as we walk and merry at moonlight. I come from a city of a thousand and one warriors whose strength and valor us the pillar of this city. I come from Ebaldo, a city where our peculiar tongue will always betray us in foreign lands, a city where we pronounce chicken as seeking, but our arms are forever open with love. I come from Ibadan, the third largest city in Africa, a city of monumental ideal. The city of Ibikule, 
ogumola lato sa oluyole efun shetan and the host of fearless humans i come from the capital of oyo state where kings are gods and gods are kings do not blame me when i talk and act like a queen the blood of this city runs in me i am a full blooded ibado girl ibado the glorified land of Oluyole, the one who feasts on snails and uses shells to drink corn meal. Ibado, the land of warriors, never falling in battles with slaves and war loot at its feet. This is how we eulogize ourselves. I come from Ibado. I carry it with pride and wear it like clothes. Tell me. Where do you come from? I'll tell Where you that. You I'll, t- I'll tell you about that sometime soon. <laughs> but wait, this your eulogy of Ibadan. You say that it has never fallen in battles, right? Ogoko wari, ogoko wari, iroi badenshegbeni koko. Okay, so we will talk about Ibadan some other time. Ibadan has a beautiful, you know, sports and the rest of it. The Amaladudu thing struck mm, me. Exactly. Yeah, I like Amaladudu and, you know, that's when you now put poetry behind it. Mm. There's something about how we eat Amala in Ibadan here, yes. different from other places. Of course. Particularly <laughs> when you have a concussion of Begliani, uh, we do... It flows in certain ways. Right. And that's how your poetry flows <laughs> it as well. It is poetry itself. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. We're still discussing the book. A woman has many names. I'd like you to crystallize for me your key messages in this work for all of us. Yeah, so the key lessons in this work of art, a woman has many names, is to tell the society that we had done, that the culture of silence and shame should be trashed, and also to tell women that they can be kind to themselves, that they should tell people how to love them, and they should know how to love themselves also. Because if you don't know how to love yourself, people would not love you, right? And they just, just want to tell people to be triggered, to be angry, because anger is the first step to, to asking for, you know, seeking accountability. If you're not hungry, how, how do you want to question society? So I want them to look within themselves, ask themselves questions and ask the society questions so we can see um, change in the society. In this collection, the poet writes about the loneliness that envelops the typical person in the diaspora. How the person sends bread back home but struggles perpetually to make a home away from home. In the final analysis, the collection is a beautifully crafted work of art. The poet here showcases a panache with words vivid metaphors and a lot of talking points. The collection is a wonder. Karimot or Debode is the poet behind the collection. A woman has many names. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I am Michael or Latun Bosun. I urge you to read the book today. Thanks for listening to Bookcast with Michael or Latun Bosun. Drop a comment and engage with Michael Olatumbosun on Instagram and Twitter at Mike Tumbosun. And join us next time on another episode of Bookcast.